0: Woodstock Music and Art Fair, the three-day Aquarian Exposition at White Lake in the town of Bethel, Sullivan County, New York. Friday, August fifteenth, you'll hear and see Joan Baez, Olive Guthrie, Tim Hardin, Richie Havens, the incredible string band Ravi Shankar, Sweetwater. Then on Saturday, August sixteenth, it's canned heat, Creedence Clearwater, Grateful Dead, Keith Hartley, Janis Joplin, the Jefferson Airplane, Mountain, Santana, and the Who, the hottest group on the scene right now. Sunday, August 17th, the band, Jeff Beck, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Iron Butterfly, Joe Cocker, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Jimi Hendrix, The Moody Blues, Johnny Winter, and That's Not All. Tickets are available by mail or at your local ticket agency for any one day at $7, two days at $14, and for all three days, just $18. A special two-day ticket is available by mail only for $13. For tickets and information, you can write the Woodstock Music and Art Fair, Box 996, Radio City Station, New York 10019, or phone Murray Hill 7 0700 MU70700. Remember, the Woodstock Music and Art Fair is being held at White Lake in the town of Bethel, Sullivan County, New York. They've had their hassles, but it looks like everything's going to be okay.
1: Howdy folks, this is Scott Parker and you're listening to episode six of Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast for August of 2019. Well, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock is in the books, ladies and gentlemen, and I've been spending the last couple of weeks, just like a lot of other people who went to the various events in Bethel or anywhere really around the world where it was celebrated, I've been spending the last couple of weeks recovering, but we are back, and not only are we back, but we are back with a very special episode. This one actually was recorded just before the anniversary, and it's with a woman by the name of Nancy Lee Bentley, and she has written a book called Woodstock Window on Food and Health, which is available from her website, nancyleebentley.com. It's a wonderfully fun coloring book with all kinds of fun stuff inside and uh, lots of pictures of people like our very own Charlie and uh, Wavy Gravy and folks like that. And Nancy went to Woodstock in 1969. She's considered the grandmother of the organic health movement and she's here to talk about food and health and all sorts of things. And, yes, of course, Woodstock. So now without further ado, here is my conversation with Nancy Lee Bentley, author of the book Woodstock Window on Food and Health, right here on Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast.
2: This is something I I really got uh, that, hey, I might be be, uh, out there and I certainly had my patty slapped for that. (laughs) But you know what? It's like somebody has to call this. Of what's okay. going on in the world. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why, because, you know, uh, as I say, people don't have the bandwidth now. They're like so programmed.
1: Yeah, it's very, very true. <laughs>
2: you know, they're pro, and, and they don't, you know, they, they're, they can't even imagine like their cell phones and stuff are attached to them like by this cord and they're naked or they, you know, they're like, they don't know what to do without it's being attached, but there's sure. it's not a physical attachment, but it sure is an energetic attachment.
1: hmm You could take the food, take their clothes, don't take their phone. <laughs>
2: programming, you know, it's yeah, like sure. so, you know, a lot of that same thing is happening with the food. It's part of it. Oh, here we go now. <laughs> <laughs> <There> you, <are. laughs> I've weird, you know, it's true. How many times have I been, you know, accused of, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And I go, well, how do you know? I just done a lot of research. And yeah. where do you think that term came from anyway?
1: Well, yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the people, their whole game is to try to discount the truth. And so mm-hmm. this has been going on even from the beginning with what stuff this happened. Oh, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. well, I'm so excited about this because yeah. I I feel very grateful that, you know, not only was I there, but now I've had this, <laughs> oh, <laughs> long decade, a long several, you know, five decades of, of experience and perspective that sure. is that, you know, it's very hard for, People to get a perspective now because they're so used to, well, what, having everything their way, having everything at their fingertips. Pretty much. Right, so, um, there's been this long, slow, and, you know, definite mm, progression of experiences and not all just natural things like, Oh, you mean like the weather at Woodstock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, can we talk about that? <laughs> oh of course. Oh, son, I have to share with you. Maybe I did before, but um, on Friday afternoon at Woodstock, it was yeah. blue sky and fluffy clouds, and then out of nowhere, all of a sudden the sky went from Blue to black. hmm Practically an instant. And I was like, what, 23 then?
3: Yeah. And,
2: I mean, you know, I, but you, you, I wish I had a picture because here I am standing there and putting my little finger up to the sky. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: going, you no, uh, yeah, yeah, like. Oh yeah, right. This happened uh naturally, right? Uh no.
3: Sure. So yeah, I even
2: put that in my I even put that in my coloring book.
3: You did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in a very fun cool, kind dude. of way that if you if you're a if you're smart in a suit you'll pick that up.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but anyway, what a trip. I had no clue that things were gonna be happening. You know, kind of the way they have.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh sure, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I know, <laughs> you, you know, when people are talking about it now, oh, it's like all this, you know. Well, we've had just, we've fifty, you know, taking the whole stage spotlight, but you know, the reality is that, well, wow, there's a lot of significances and a lot of a lot of meaning. And a lot of messages that we can use going into the next, (laughs) next critical pathways from Woodstock, and um, so whatever from the outside, where the as I say, the media got it wrong from the beginning, right? From the minute the rain started, they started uh, pounding about the hippie disaster up there, you know, and everything. But you know, the reality is. If you weren't there and you weren't part of it, you wouldn't know what the experience was like. And it's yeah. so hard if you've been on some of these Facebook pages and stuff, right, with people talking about the veterans of us, the few of us, old timers still around,
3: right? <laughs>
2: yeah. so going back, that it's like everybody still has difficulty expressing what it was like to be there. Mm-hmm. not any of the say sort of significances or the deeper meanings, which is why I'm trying you know sort of corralling all this into to a you know into a fun but also uh fundamentals i say um picture of where we've been and where we're go- you know where we're at and where we're going, sure because. This message of Woodstock is not going to be, you know, it's not, I don't think it's going away in any time soon. It might not be. No. (laughs) It might not be the same. It's not going to happen the same. It's not going to happen the way it did before. Obviously, well, if you look at the results and look at the uh, things that transpired, the organizers couldn't control this thing from the start.
1: That's true. Very true.
2: Because it became a free concert. And then the last, if you look at the history of attempts to celebrate at the 25th, uh, 25th anniversary and also the, um, the 40th,
3: mm-hmm.
2: they were pretty much, well, pretty much disastrous from what, you know, what the reports were.
3: Yeah. That's absolutely true. Uh,
2: and so here we go again with 50, um, you know, despite the efforts to, you know, for the brand and the efforts to make it sustainable and so forth, mm-hmm. I think the, the effort to, say, control and, you know, own it sort of might have had something to do with how it backfired.
1: It could very well have. You're absolutely right
2: because I don't think I think that again Woodstock well did you read the um, five reasons why Woodstock is so much more than Woodstock Fifty? <laughs> <see. laughs> cuz it isn't the event right mm-hmm. it is not a concert it's not just the concert and it and it really um, yeah okay it was the third most remembered or important event this is According to a Harris poll, uh, like a two- 2013 Harris poll, Woodstock Festival 1969 was the third most important event of this past half. Yeah, but um, despite that, you know, and despite that, it was a concert. It's certainly the most iconic rock concert in history. Of now we have some other ones. I think that what was it? What was the what was the sh- celebration in Chicago that just had 400,000 people at it? Uh, was it Lollapalooza?
1: Or? Yeah, Lollapalooza is up there.
2: Yep. Right. I used to live in, you know, Chicago or Illinois and Wisconsin. So, yeah. Yeah, they
3: had um, that. I think so, that was... yeah,
2: they had 400. They had, they had a pretty good size number there. But sure. it wasn't quite the same. They probably had bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had cell phones to find each other. I was talking, oh, Scott, it's so funny. I was talking to my, talking to my, my, well, okay. I am going back to Woodstock and part of what we're going to do is to, um reproduce the picture of me, my brother, and his friend Paul, mm-hmm. who were, were at Woodstock And this was I forgot about it completely, but this photographer came up before it started raining and took this tight shot of the three of us sitting on a blanket. And then like twenty five years later I'm watching, you know, a reminiscent film. I still haven't located it yet. But I'm going like oh my gosh There's a picture of us, so I'm still trying to find that. But
1: Oh, by the way, I must have that film, by the way. I have Is that the I'm sure I do.
2: I think from, I've been trying to, you know, I've ordered some, I've tried to, you know, scope it out and figure out all I can figure is that it has to be in that, um, I don't know how many hours, but there was a hundred maybe of uh minutes, I'm saying, of extra, of like mostly outtake footage. Yeah. And this was a still, you know, still picture. Um, but that was in the, I think it was they brought that in the fortieth director's cut in
1: nineteen, is it nineteen? Yeah, 19, uh, 94. The, uh Yeah, the well, the yeah, the fortieth direct. Oh, the the director's cut. Sure, I can talk. Came out in ninety uh, <laughs> <'94. laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh, yeah. four. <laughs> See what I mean by editing? I was like, duh. Uh.
2: Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> did you all special did you want a special conversation? Yeah, it's really Like that.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: good, good. oh, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm like having a having a ball.
3: Yeah. Anyway, but
2: I you know, I think uh, the extended it might be the extended director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing I can hone in. We're still trying to track that down, so. And then we'll, we'll reproduce that picture, regardless. Even yeah. if I have to have my friend's face on a stick in front of somebody else's <laughs> body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right?
1: <laughs> and a cardboard cutout. <laughs> that's
2: exactly right, right, you know. That's <laughs> like the threat. Anyway, but, uh, but you know, we were talking about that. It's like, Oh my gosh! What Mm -hmm. what an experience that, and we were so naive, and it just spontaneously happened, you know. I mean, I was like, I say, it spontaneously combusted out of, (laughs) you know, some pretty intense energy of fear and conflict, the war and and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's not going to happen again, but. On the other hand, it's still alive and still happening.
3: Oh and sure.
2: like events like Bonnaroo and Lollapalooza and all of these are, are they're examples of the you know people coming together. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, let's face it, no, it's never going to happen again like that, where you have <laughs> an instant city of close to half a million people coming together mm-hmm. in a field. A farmer's field with no infrastructure, no food, no facilities, no shelter,
3: uh-huh.
2: for three days, wet, yeah. but then um, literally, you know, ecstatic music and uh, really extreme joys. You know, it's like breaking out, breaking loose, freedom, freedom of expression. Uh-huh. It literally did change things. You know, almost like in an instant.
1: It did. And, and it
2: did. literally, oh, I, I mean, I don't know if you have, well, I've been down the rabbit hole and studied a lot of these weird, you know, stuff. Um, sure. But at, literally, it's kind of, it was, it was the same thing as 9-11. 9-11, hmm. it was a similar thing. It's called a scalar wave. Okay. It's actually an energetic, standing columnar wave of energy.
4: Yeah. Which you don't
2: hear being talked about very much. But no. There's been a lot of manipulation of energy that people are not aware of. So anyway, but like it literally was not just, you know, figure symbolic and all that. That was a literal, literal physical um, energy pattern that, sure. that happened there. And the same thing, it was a similar thing at 9-11, but it was the polar opposite.
1: The negative energy.
2: Mhm,
1: uh-huh
2: just well, just like Altamont, Altamont. yeah the this the concert that happened later in the year of nineteen sixty nine with the Rolling Stones and the Hell's Angels as the police force oh,
1: <laughs> not a not a wise decision on the part of the- well
2: it, i don't think it worked out too well from what I could tell, but no that was kind of like the polar polar you know the polarity. The swinging polarity to the other side because uh-huh. the Woodstock experience was so intense and so again how to you really explain in words yeah the experience but it was that was like a a polar opposite or a balancing out of the energy um, you know and not necessarily a a positive way. I'm talking about ultimately.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Of uh, course, so, Altamont was one day, and uh, yeah. they had plenty of time in one day to create a complete and utter disaster.
2: <laughs> it didn't take them long, did it?
1: No. <laughs> you know, that's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the Stones tried to have their Woodstock, you know, but it did yeah. not know. <laughs> It was uh yeah, it was a complete and utter mess from the get-go. Yeah, yes. so
2: so if you look at the history of the Flint River, see, oh wow, that's interesting because all of this attempts to sort of make it happen again, we recreate it. Even, I mean, I am totally, you know, I'm totally committed, and I have been dedicated my whole career to, um, you know, looping was sustainable. Uh, the environment, especially sustainable food and agriculture and health and wellness.
3: Sure.
2: That that um, but, so the, the original values were reflected in the 1969 festival. And mm-hmm. that is what Michael Lang and all of the, you know, those organizers were trying to do. Yeah. To create that. I have no, you know, uh, they were, they were trying.
1: <laughs> they, they did try, <laughs>
2: but you know, again, uh, I again, I say, um, you know, that attempts to try to do that kind of Woodstock, laughing at everybody going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. How's that working for you? Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> not
2: going to be controlled, controlled, or owned again. You know,
1: no, it's not. And the thing is, you couldn't do it now because, could you imagine? If everybody in that field had their cell phones,
3: <gasps>
1: look at this mud and they're putting it on Instagram or whatever. Sure. Put it on today. Yeah,
2: you. that was what we were seeing. We were, for one thing, my, uh, my brother's friend and I. It's like, we didn't have any cell phones. Nope. Then. And you know what? And I mean, it was like, it was like indescribable. Uh, we had our car and we loaded up my mom's, you know, 64 Plymouth Belvedere station wagon because we yes. knew, uh, we knew, like, light Lake? Great. <laughs> I mean, squat uh, at White like, Lake, right? So but we knew and we went. But um so we had a car and we had food. Because, and I fed people. But, yes. you know, getting, like, we were all clumped together. In this one big group and, mm-hmm. you know, we did go back to the car. I still don't know how we made it, how we found our way oh, back to the car and then found ourselves our spot again. I, I, yeah. Still That's a no, really good I still don't that. know how
1: you could have done it either. But, <laughs> I mean,
2: seriously, I mean,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so it was amazing that, and obviously a different, a different time and stuff, but Oh, sure. Still, the energy's still here.
0: Giving out water with poison in it. You're out water with poison in it? It's got chlorine in it to keep people from getting dysentery. And it do not taste to too good. Are you hungry?
4: No, no, we're I we
0: already eat. I don't know if anybody else is hungry. Uh, How's the food, by the way? <laughs> I told it's, I it it's kind of dry, but the water helps. Why do you say it's poison? No, it's just... It's uncomfortable.
4: That's all. It's very cool <laughs> <to> chlorine. They are going to take it out of the lake. It's not good. What's that? Has a lot of chemicals in it, and it's not very healthy to have chemicals in it. Right. Especially like if you're used to country water. What? If you're used to country water and then you drink that, you can get very sick. Yeah. Where do you come from? Well, I live by Woodstock. Oh, you do. Okay. Where do
5: you think of the
4: company? I think it's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing.
5: How
4: come? Because a lot of people are growing closer, and there's. A lot of love and a lot of giving between
0: people. You're going to go home?
4: Well, I'll be staying here for probably another week or two. Like I'm working with the hog farm. And then I'll go home to Woodstock.
0: You think a lot of people are going to stay here for a long period of time?
4: Um, It's possible. I don't know, though. You have to see what happens.
0: What about the idea of just staying here?
4: Why not? (laughs) It's cool. (laughs) It's a good place. You work here?
0: No. <laughs> you just get into people. Just tear. Like <laughs> <laughs> Inhuman procedure. Hey, can you back up a little bit? I'm yeah, sure we're sure.
4: Yeah, So, yeah, like, God. yeah. Soaps.
0: Oats. Delicious.
4: kind of a year.
1: Absolutely. Now, how do you find out about Woodstock and how, I mean, you got there in the station wagon. <gasps> oh, yeah. How'd you ever
2: hear about it? Well, actually, I was working in the New York City in the food uh I had just sort of graduated from Cornell in yeah. food and I was working for the food companies in New York City oh. as I say, my gorilla doing my gorilla training with the food industry um and doing food photography for the for like you know the big Food companies and magazine <coughs> spreads, and as I say, adjusting grains of salt on popcorn. for a living.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and doing all these food photography, recipe development. You know. Yeah. A uh, hundred ways to use tomato soup. You know. Whatever. Um. And and when the posters and the, the and that was Madison Avenue. You know, the yeah. Mad Mad Women days. Madison Avenue, and I remember the posters going up in April about this, you know, Aquarian music and art, you know, whatever, and I was just like, whoa! I was picking up on that. I'm like, this is going to be something. Yeah. It was like I was picking up on the energy of it. I, you know, and so then, oh, and then in the interim, you know, working in the sort of like I said, doing my guerrilla training. But uh in the interim, my boyfriend was a New York City school teacher who mm-hmm. happened to be associated with that um, Chicago Democratic Convention for oh, yeah. all those oh, sure, people. Yeah. yeah, anyway, but he had he was a friend of Jerry Garcia's.
3: Oh, and wow. so
2: um in a couple of months before Livstock I'm in New York and Jerry shows up at Lance's, um, you know, apartment house, and um, he he has his acoustic guitar with him, and he gave me a I had a concert, a private concert from Jerry Garcia in my friend's bedroom.
1: <laughs> wow.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, and he was had shorter at that time; he was just beginning to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I, are you going to go to that uh, that Woodstock thing? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, uh, yeah, we're trying to get his killer for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so um, I knew that, I knew it was going to be something. It was going to be, like, far out. <clears throat> you should, I've been talking so, even oh, <laughs> <using laughs> all this old uh, language now that we used to use back then.
1: Um, oh no! Feel
2: free. And, and, my, and my my son, he's like he's looking at my coloring book, or, you know, and and he, he goes, "Act hippie, mom! Act <laughs> hippie, grandmother of the organic movement." He goes, "Act
3: hippie? What
1: are you talking about?" <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> anyway, so um, I he's knew. Like, when did you hand in your notice? <laughs> <laughs>
2: So funny, because I'm just, I've been counterculture ever since, you know, and I certainly got, I've certainly got, like I said, I have gotten my panties slapped for, uh, you know, being so, uh, um, outrageous and so outspoken, but yeah. nevertheless. So, we, 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 I knew that it was going to be something, and I'm like, White Lake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, I knew it, of having grown up in the Finger Lakes there. Yeah. I'm like, what right? lake? <laughs> you know, I didn't say those words.
1: Yeah. What is it, milk? What is it?
2: <laughs> and so, so we, like, we went, we loaded up mom's station wagon. I have the cover of that reproduced on the Woodstock window on Food and Health Coloring Book, Activity yeah. and Coloring Book. But, um we loaded that up and we headed down a couple hours down there from Skinny Atlas to, um, the, you know, to Bethany and stuff like that yeah. and got there and it was, it was, you know, fortunately we were there as things, people were coming and coming and coming and then, and then they were trying to put fences off and <laughs> uh, they didn't quite make that fast enough. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you were there early. You had to be there. You might have been there before Friday, then,
2: huh? Well, we were there It was like I think it was really Friday, but it, you know, some of that is sort of blurred.
3: Yeah, but, sure. I
2: mean, I do have a lot of vivid memories, but you know, some details. Like, but then I remembered some stuff that my brother, who was eighteen at the time, he's like six years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he doesn't remember some of the stuff that. David, you don't remember that? Yeah. Because <laughs> that was fifty years ago. For yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so we you know we were like, I um, mean you know, we weren't that close to the stage, but we could you know we got a spot and and it was it was just a beautiful day. It was like blue sky. It was so. You know, and like, wow! Can you believe it? All these people showing up.
1: Sure. I I couldn't even imagine what that must have been like.
2: Yeah, it was like more and more people, and then more people, and then more people, and that. Yeah, I mean, they. How many people didn't make it? Perhaps as many people that actually did. Trying to get oh, there. Oh, easily,
1: I think. Yeah, that could be.
2: And then Arlo goes. Mm-hmm. The was shut down.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that oh. the, like, the first time you'd heard like how bad it was in terms of the track and all that stuff? <laughs> how
2: Because, yeah, we were already there and I mean yeah. I didn't I hadn't really talked to a lot of other people that were going but I knew I needed mm-hmm. to and and so got it together. Um which I'm which I'm glad even though even though I was prepared and everything, I still, you know, when I got back, I still yeah. have a 5,000 unit penicillin shot. In my back.
3: Yeah, <laughs> because
2: you were you were wet for three days. Yeah, wet for three days, and and I tell you, if you had been in that crowd with everything that you had wet. You probably would have left your sleeping bag and all your stuff
1: like that. I have, I have a great uh, audio clip recorded at the festival. It's actually a video clip. Um, this guy was taking a very early camcorder around with them oh, wow. and and filming stuff on Sunday morning. And there's a group of people, like, say, you know, one one girl is just a group of people. And the girl is saying, well, you can walk around in mud and filth all you like, but you can't live like that. And the other guy goes, Yeah, you get crotch rot. I don't like cross rot <laughs> so, every time I hear it I burst out laughing because I'm like this is the concerns of Woodstock Nation on Sunday morning
2: <laughs> Oh yes. And then and then Sunday and then Monday like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was when I was <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, sort of you're you're getting on the way out listening to Jimi Hendrix. This, that was wow. That was well. You can you can see that performance online sure. on YouTube, but nothing compared to what it was actually like to be there. The most foreboding, almost like it was just the most oppressive uh, hmm. <laughs> energy of, and it was almost like he was just hitting the bottom of the barrel with a power blasting um, home. You know, like cleaning engine. it out. All of the rage, all of the, you know, disgust, the anger, and all of that we were feeling.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And again, you know, things go in cycles because, yeah, like, like we were talking about, like, positive and negative. Yeah. Um, and so that that experience, what was going on with Jimmy in the morning, um, the, the you know, at the end of the thing, or not that many, you know, the crowds had been dispersing, but... Oh yeah, that was like the polar opposite of this ecstatic high that we were that we had. Mm -hmm. um, You know, during the weekend uh, of being together, being one together in you know real community. You know, Mm -hmm. really, as I say, nourished by something else because we didn't have a lot of food except for wavy gravy and was like,
1: oh, let's make granola. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said. we introduced hippies to granola. <laughs> That's right, exactly.
2: In in his in in his movie, you know, that was at flashing in the sixties.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He said, you know, and they were going around with like the little Dixie cups of granola. Mm-hmm. It, as I said in my um, in my in the you know in the, in the coloring book, it was like what was it really like being there? It was like loaves and the fishes. You know, I mean, really, it was like that because you just, you might have had a little taste of something, you might, you know, but clearly that wasn't what was sustaining and nourishing us,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you know. And you can, you know, go like, oh, isn't that nice and everything, the whole idyllic thing about Woodstock and all of that. But the reality is that was true, real love, not the hearts and flowers kind, but that, mm-hmm. you know, in the rubber meets the road, sharing what's possible,
1: and they had to, right? You had to because yeah. you know share with. You
2: them. were sharing. You shared whatever you had, and it was everybody was in the same boat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was well, again, as I say, what was it like being there? Extremes. You yes. are, you are in the most extreme that you could possibly imagine. Was nothing. As I say. We had nothing and we had everything at the same time
3: uh-huh.
2: because you were, you know, you you were hungry, you were tired, you were wet, you know, and all this, but at the same time you're like exploding with joy and excess. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's celebration, but at the same time you're starving. <laughs> uh, yes, <yeah. laughs> right.
2: And that's, I, I think that's really unfathomable for most people to even, you know, even begin to imagine.
1: Oh, that they wouldn't do it now. I'll yeah. tell you that they would riot first.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. It's Like, yeah. hey, what's going to happen if the what if and when the you know we don't have electrical power? Everything is you know run by that. What's going to happen? People are they're so separated now. So, like, what's in it for me? Um, mm-hmm. You know, disconnected on their own little devices. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you couldn't leave them alone in the dark now. Like it was, in the, you know, there's no lights on the audience. Really, I mean, it's just, you know, I, when I think about it now, I'm thinking, where do we begin to count the ways in which you could not do it now? You know? Yeah.
2: yeah exactly. I mean, again, it was a once in a once in a lifetime event, sure, um, happening that just happened in the right. You know, context, the right, right sort of timing, you know, the, and all of that, uh, it was something else.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Again, uh, difficult to, you know, really explain in words all that it was. And lots of different meanings and, and significances too, because part of what I'm doing here with this, this sort of I call it Woodstock Window on Food Mm -hmm. and Health, is really talking about, I'm talking about food and health, but it's it's more about the fact that this experience really opened up a whole window of awareness, a new window of awareness and meaning for me. And a mindset that... Um, I think Woodstock still has a lot to show us, to teach us, and to give us inspiration for what can be done, what can be possible for people to come together with nothing and and not kill each other. I totally
3: agree.
2: (laughs) And then being able to, you know, survive and being able to, you know, not just survive, but thrive in a way of, you know, in the future. Because... Well, that's another whole topic, right? Part of why that I've set this up as um Woodstock window 1969 to
1: 2069. 69. I was going to ask you about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like I'm saying we're taking a look at where we've been
1: mm-hmm.
2: and where we're at, but then more critically, what's ahead and what's up for us going to be up for us in the next 50 years yes and yeah people go like well what what's window on food and health what uh what food i thought there was no food there and, and yeah like i said truly there wasn't a lot of food there but we were we were getting sustained by something else other than food but at the same time, the beans and grains hippies, as they call, yeah. were the ones that really Woodstock was kind of like the punctuation point for starting that whole the natural foods co-ops, the, mm-hmm. the buying clubs, the literally beans in barrels and grains and all that kind of stuff. A more simpler way of eating, and that consciousness about the environment and you know. How much it takes to grow food and, and, and really food being a, an act, a political act then. Sure. And so the beans and grains hippies really, as I say, seeded the healthy food revolution that still is going on today, both in lifestyles and consciousness. Mm-hmm.
4: bye
1: Because before Woodstock, what was your, if you can remember, what was your diet like? Because Were you just eating what <coughs> everybody else ate, which was like, you know, cheeseburgers and all that kind of stuff? No,
2: actually, you know what? Some part of me on a higher level really set up this life, interestingly, because I, I grew up on a dairy farm in the Fender Lakes. And uh-huh. we had, I mean, we produced almost all of our own food, uh-huh. you know, including maple syrup. My, which my brother David's still making in the okay. corn crib that you know. But uh so we 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 were like a self sufficient farm in the fingerlights there. And so I grew up on really healthy food, fresh food. You know, I learned how to cook. I learned how to I mean, we had possum and eel and those kind of stuff and <laughs> our know, freezer. Trout and all that kind of stuff. So I mean I was I came out of a good context and I was I had healthy eating and, and good genes, um, you know, to start my physical self off, and I'm still not taking any medications at all. So, I so I was sort of eating healthy, and I was aware about that. Yeah. Especially having studied nutrition at Cornell and mm-hmm. asking, I yeah. was this was like when the all the chemicals and stuff were starting to be. uh put into the food supply and producing large convenience foods. Yes. Yes. And I remember at, I raised my hand in my nutrition class and I'm going, well, what about all the chemicals in these? What about all the chemicals that are going on now into the food? Isn't that going to have an impact on them? And there was silence. <laughs>
3: <laughs> And
2: no answer, and then I'm like, "Okay, Nancy, you just better start take take care of your own business and just you know keep your mouth shut." Yeah. Oh,
3: that's great.
2: So then I, you know, I I was involved with a lot of pioneering stuff where the first food day with Robert Redford, uh, you know, um, is you know creating healthy food. Lots of healthy food things, healthy food um, initiatives, and writing about it and all of that kind of stuff. So, and <clears throat> the natural foods industry, like, helping to set that up, including, yeah. you know, like the Organic Trade Association and the farmers groups and certification Um because we were using – I mean, we were very aware about food as a political statement as well uh-huh. as an environmental statement. So the food really is in the nexus there in the center of both issues, energy, environment.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And even now, what I'm bringing out about, hey, next 50 years, yeah, um, the next 50 years is going to be interesting because, as I say, do you like eating?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: do you like eating well? Yeah, that might be a weird question, but maybe not.
1: Yeah. that's <laughs> You know, you can make the argument that people do not know, certainly people of subsequent generations do not necessarily know what food tastes like.
2: Yes, that's right. Because when you do, when you just, <clears throat> when you have to process food and, make it stable so it will be shelf stable or so it will be able to be transported all over and so forth. You lose nutritional value from it. You know, yes. vitamins and minerals. Whether it's freezing, tanning or you know, whatever, you're gonna lose nutrients and that's part of the problem with the food now. Is it doesn't have the nutrients that it did. And that's minerals true. are really minerals are really, really important for your nutritional health. Vitamins won't work if you don't have minerals.
1: Uh, I never really thought about it that way. but yeah. Yeah, It would be true. They go hand in hand.
2: Plus also the flavor. Yeah. Your, the flavor of food is also allied and connected in with the aromatics with the minerals.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you have food that's flat and like, well, some of these, you know, Pale square tomatoes,
3: <laughs> Yeah.
2: Mealy <laughs> square tomatoes that will fit in a box, okay, and shift around, but mm-hmm. we, how much actual nutrition do they have, right?
1: Uh, it couldn't be much. <laughs> but it's still called it a tomato, so people think it's healthy. Oh, yeah, I healthy. know. Sure. Right.
2: So that's what we're, kind of what we're talking about here is the quality of food. Yeah. It makes a big difference how it's grown, like organically grown stuff has more minerals, it has more microorganisms, another factor mm-hmm. that, that um, as I say, are you smarter than the bacteria?
3: <laughs> <'Cause Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: true. In fact, you're, you know, love, well, I don't know if you saw this, but, uh, there's this one part where I'm saying that our food system's out of harmony and balance. I did. And, yeah. and there's this picture from, there's this old commercial from the nineteen seventies mm. okay, and it was Mother Nature and it was nobody remembers what the product was. they remember the commercial, but it's not nice
1: to full mother nature yes yeah she
2: she fine Marjorie and the and uh Dina Dietrich was mother Nature, and she's like, you know. The announcer saying, no, Mother Nature, it's, it's not butter, it's chiffon. And she goes, yeah. oh, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Like, that wasn't, uh, I, I think that the, uh, the the comment there was kind of disparaging to hear. The product. yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: that product's no longer around. But anyway, so I have, this time I have a caricature. You're going to love the caricatures in this comic. Sure. Oh, my God. Uh of Mother Is Charlie
1: in it? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. And Wavy Gravy's in it too. Product. Yeah.
2: And Maruga's in it. Oh
1: that's awesome.
2: Maruga's artwork, whatever Maruga Booker. Um but yeah, it's like saying so instead of and what she's saying in her word balloon is the microbiome, the microorganisms are telling us that it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. The book that I wrote on Truly Cultured is, is all about that. You know, it's like, wow, the bottom line of health, your gut,
1: how mm-hmm.
2: healthy is your digestive system.
1: Well, that I said, I was going to say before, gut health, you know, when we're yeah. talking about bacteria. yeah, People don't really pay a lot of attention to it, do they? And I'm just as guilty as anybody, by the way.
2: We've been, <laughs> We've been programmed, right? It's like, oh, antibacterial soap, right? Yeah. But now, after thirty-five years, the government is saying, "Oops, well, well maybe not so good," because they're finding the all of these antibacterials, soaps and chemicals in the you know in the municipal water supply,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it's affecting uh, you know our ecosystem. That's that's. One of the bottom lines is that the food system, the way it is, with chemicals and all that, has been upsetting the whole ecosystem. That's why we've got all these aberrated problems. Yeah. Which is in the field, you know, in, in in agriculture and so forth, but in our own bodies. Like, as, you know, hey, it's a mirror. What's mm-hmm. going on in our bodies is a mirror of what's going on in the environment, and likewise, and, you know, vice versa. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot more and that's that's what it was really, really blown me away when I finished writing that book, Truly Cultured. Yes. Yeah. Which has its own story of being misbound at the printer. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You having put out books, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: I know exactly what you mean.
2: How often does that happen? And I know, like, okay, I realized when that happened, I'm like, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, it happened. No, absolutely. But, you know, um, the message about eating and being in control of your own health
4: mm-hmm.
2: and how preventive health and the choices that you make lifestyle and your gut health is at the bottom line of your health and your immunity. It's like 70 yeah. to 80% of your immunity. Companies don't want you to know that. The food system is fine, according to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What's wrong with the food? <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing. Our, our food is fine. Really yeah,
1: exactly. You know. We've got more food. Buy more. Mm-hmm.
2: And and the technology that they've used to get you to buy more. Yes. That whole uh, genetically modified G-M-O-O-M-G.
4: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Right?
4: It's totally true.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is a big topic here, right? This is the the nexus of a lot of um, issues, which is why I've, you know, really focused around the food and health. Uh, Woodstock, of course, the celebration, the anniversary, the fun, the, you know, but many more... Messages and meanings that are embedded in there that are not one sound by issue, you know
1: that's true. I mean if you look at I was thinking about this actually just yesterday, if you look at a lot of the the kind of what is accepted you know in in our society, which is you know some of the things like for example yoga you know right and um that and yogurt <laughs> and yogurt, yogurt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't remember, was yogurt a, you know, a big thing back then? Did people? No. Eat, no, know? no,
2: but now, you know, now like you have whole aisles of it. I think, you know, the research has been increasing and yeah. the more and more they're getting the message that, that, you know, the, the probiotics, which are these old cultured, cultured foods, mm-hmm. that's where people got their, their gut health. What my grandpa used to call intestinal fortitude,
4: <laughs>
2: right? Gut <laughs> That's health. That's yeah. the foundation of your character. It's the foundation of your immunity and all that. But yeah, the the impact of the good probiotic bacteria, the good good health. All the chronic diseases are are dysbiosis. We call it where your your gut is all messed up. All of the chronic, all these major chronic diseases
1: that we've got going on.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's just in that. But that's not something most people aren't necessarily aware of.
1: Right? That's true. You didn't really think about these things, for instance. Like yeah. You know, to a certain extent, people are, there's a lot of people out there still unaware because, the, you know, because of the ignorance that comes with the ease
3: yes, of the ease. being
1: able to just, you know, buy this,
2: Yes. Ready, top at me, microwave. Oh, another yep.
1: yeah. Yeah, because but, people don't have time, you know. <laughs>
2: oh so, yeah. People don't have time. Wait a minute. I have what is it how many hours did I figure out there are in a week? Don't you have the same number of hours as I do? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Wait a minute. Okay. So it isn't just about time. It's like our perception about that. It's like sure. what choices are we making? What are our priorities, right?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So if you don't have help, you know, as they say, people spend all of their life making money and so forth and wealth. And then at the end of their life, they have to spend it on their health because they didn't take care of their health.
3: (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's true. It's going to get you one way. It's going to catch up with you at some point.
2: Yes, exactly. And so that's this whole thing now. And again, that we're sort of disconnected from natural cycles. This is part of our problem. Mm -hmm. And that's where that's like the the topic about the microorganisms because they're showing up that everything is connected and you have microorganisms in volcanoes and in icebergs and, you know, all in between. um, They're very resistant and they're very... Adaptable, more so than we are.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> but they
2: also, but now everything's, everything circles in season, as I say. Everything, uh, goes through cycles or circles. And now the large, uh, chemical company that has been in the news lately, uh, mm-hmm. the bat, the aspirin manufacturer that now has bought Monsanto. There, uh, has bought Monsanto, Monsanto, the the glyphosate or the GMO producing company, mm-hmm. the largest agricultural weed killer in the world. Right, that's in air, it's in water, it's everywhere. Yeah. So now they are um, they are starting. They started the first set of. They've had three major suits against them filed against them and have been awarded um. initially three billion dollars. Oh. Okay. It because of the you know, the World Health Organization has said this chemical glyphosate, that's in Roundup is a yeah. probable carcinogen, you know, cancer producing. Mm-hmm. And so they've had three suits awarded three Billion dollars to plaintiffs, and there are in the queue are eighteen thousand four hundred more suits.
1: Oh my God! <sighs> Can you imagine <laughs> what do you yeah. have to do wrong before you? you know?
2: Well, you have to be you have to be disconnected and only only focused on your profit motive and your bottom line. No, uh-huh. um, I mean they, their stock has gone. Oh, less than half now than what they bought. I'm sorry. Their stock is now less than one half of what it was a year ago when they bought Monsanto. Yeah. So, so well, the point being, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to show that, hey, everything, it's, just, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature because
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: ultimately, you know, We are on a planet here that's a fragile blue marble, and we've been wasting and soiling in our nest, and, you know, even people on the street know everything, what comes around, goes around, comes around, right? Sure. What you do comes back to you. That works on every level. Yes. You know, because ultimately we are not just... Are you a human being? I go, are you, are you a human being or a human being?
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: yeah very much.
2: We're, uh, we're here, we're spiritual beings and we are learning.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and so often we have to experience some rather extreme things in order to go through transformational stuff. It isn't mm-hmm. all like warm and fuzzy options. We like it to be that way, right? You oh, don't want to enough. go through any pain. Oh, don't don't put up with any pain at all, right?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so,
2: you know, I think part of the the message here is about being more connected to nature and our true, you know, existence here. Put things in perspective a little bit more.
0: The answer
2: questions
3: people ask
5: me. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening
0: here? Uh-huh. Do you need more the yeah. Has the food been coming in alright? We've uh, got, uh, you know, are we, food, uh, uh, we have any problems uh, getting food in? No, yeah. people
3: eat yeah. no. as much as there is.
5: We
0: peel and cook as much as there is. Do we have enough food? I think so. They are hungry. We need to use what we can find. We can as fast as we can. Who are you with? Do you a hard farmer? I'm working with hard farms. But, um, I'm just here for the concert. It's volunteering, isn't
4: it? Right. Well, that's the whole point. And everything, isn't it?
0: What's wrapping with people? What are you doing? I'm trying to, to get it. Give information to people. Is there anything that you think you'd like to tell <laughs> the people, and you know, like they ought to be careful about or watch mm-hmm. out for? Uh, mainly just pick up after themselves. The papers and the food and peels and things. So it really could be a problem if people oh. didn't keep it under control. Thanks. But thanks to the hug from I think in the room. garbage is pretty well taken care of. Do you know, do you think The people will
4: Oh, we had 360 pounds of marinated lamb last night, which is really
0: good. Yeah. Uh, good people of white light
4: keep sending us, whoops, goodie boxes. Full things
0: like spam and...
4: Tin tuna fish,
0: cured herring, <laughs> you're in that sort of thing. Do you think people are going to stay? No, I think people are going to start going
4: out tonight because... It's
0: the concert will be over, and we have about two weeks to get things cleaned up. But the hardcore people are about to and and keep
3: people
1: for a while? Because they're co-sponsoring. It's, it's the- when you were at Woodstock, did you have, you know, you would had some exposure to this way of thinking? Well, oh,
2: yeah. I, I really, I mean, I had been kind of, you know, steeped in that, and I was evolving because I would... Like, I was, at that point you had books like Rachel Car Rachel Carson's Silent Spring coming out. Yeah. You had Adele Davis's Left Eat Right and, uh, then, uh, Frankie Lepe, Francis Moore Lepe, came out with Diet for a Small Planet. These mm-hmm. came out in, the, you know, in the early, late 60s and early 70s when we were just starting to look at, at the food, the way that it's being grown, the way that it's being on um, the whole system, which is huge by the way, <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. it's a huge um, it's the largest yeah you know, really the largest industry, yeah, if you take into consideration everything so there were it was a time of evolving and sort of waking up, and like uh, like I said, when I naively in my chemistry class. What about
4: all the chemicals
2: in the food? I guess I haven't learned to up. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> like I say, somebody's got to. Uh, somebody's got to call it. That's where I get that, you know, by sort of pushing the envelope of identity and everything. Is
1: that where that that gutsy lady? yeah as you are yeah. known comes from <laughs> I
2: proved myself, and I you know, and there are some other adventures and stuff that I can't talk about or show in this in this coloring book um uh, mm-hmm. that are yeah, like what I call it down the rabbit hole uh adventures, sure <clears throat> you know uh various things like oh being chased by various. Authorities and uh, criminals and,
3: <laughs> and high
2: speed chases and uh, oh my gosh yeah lots of lots of different stuff that uh, and global health politics as well very interesting
1: yeah well you are you are going back to the garden next week yes as am I and um, what's drawing you back there after all this time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's another spontaneous combustion of like <laughs> well a whole bunch of uh of circumstances within my own health and even my own you know like my own physical health and stuff that that I'm dealing with. I don't mm-hmm. take any meds, but i have, you know some issues uh you know as a mature
3: <laughs>
2: i mean i was twenty three at woodstock, okay, so you know, but i <laughs> I'm I'm like you know I'm pretty healthy and uh, obviously energized, um, but you know um, a number of things, including wow, 50 years, mm-hmm. and also my brother's been back to the site at Bethel. I haven't, um, but it's so cool to be able to connect with other people that were there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's going to be fun partying, yeah, <laughs> celebrating. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to reenact that picture and have a, a, a then picture of us back in Woodstock,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, on the grass. And then, again, at the Santana Santana concert and on the lawn. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be, I'll be putting that kind of stuff in my next book about the the more in-depth book. The, this Woodstock window on food and health is with coloring book. It's a fun. It's, uh, call it like it is, but it's yeah. fun. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Characters, coloring books, activities, games, puzzles, and all that kind of stuff.
3: Sure.
2: So that's the, hitting the top notes, hard hitting the top notes,
3: of mm-hmm.
2: stuff that we need to kind of look at in our food and our health and all of that planetary and personal health, and then um, I'll be putting uh, doing a more in-depth uh, book. Uh, what
1: are you What are you uh, What are you going to have in the book? Sort of a more detailed.
2: Yeah, it'll be kind of like in the the focus here of where we've we been. You know, where have we been in the last 50 years? Where mm-hmm. are we at now? And what about? in the future, what's going to happen in the next 50 years with unequitable food system, unsustainable, you know, food system, all that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And But have it be more in-depth and bringing forth, you know, facts, figures, statistics, not just a fun column book. But I'll also have some other juicy little tidbits.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: My daughter, she's funny. She's in... In Portland, and she'll take me out with her friend, and she'll yeah. try to get me drunk so that I will tell more of these stories that
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, i've gotten pretty pretty gotten pretty gutsy about speaking about it, you know because it's not healthy to be a health advocate, I can tell you
3: uh-huh.
2: there's a lot of forces that don't want you know this kind of stuff coming out. And they don't really want Woodstock to be showing people that you actually can have people coming together in harmony and peace and love and community with nothing mm-hmm. and and really feel like, that you're one. You're like one community. We need yeah, it. We're hungry the, for this.
1: Well, sure. And I think, you know, people of, of the current, you know, 20-something generation, Millennials, I guess you'd call them, it, uh, need that kind of more than ever because, you know, they've gotten even more isolated than, uh you know. I mean, it's all about isolation now, right? People Absolutely. People locked in their rooms. And Do
2: you don't... think that's an accident?
1: <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> it's the one way to keep you controlled, you know? <laughs> well,
2: hey, if you think about it, and one famous pro you know character was quoted as saying that hey if you want to control the population control their food
1: yeah it's true
2: yeah so enough said there you know you'll have to you'll have to read the book and you'll have to get more get you know spend more time with me to get some more of those
1: <laughs> where can people find the book.
2: Well, I'm going to, I have, I'm just coming out with this, and it's just gonna be released on the 15th. Um, it's at the printer right now, and I will be bringing copies with me to Woodstock. I don't know, I'll have to wear a sandwich board or something, I don't know.
3: <laughs> but,
2: I mean, it is gonna be, the book's gonna be in the, in the Bethel, Um, you know, store the museum. But um it's also available directly from my website and that would be Nancy Lee and Bentley, like the car I don't have, B-E-N-T-L-E-Y, Nancy Lee Bentley dot com. And then um they can order it from there. It'll be shipped out to them the fifteenth and uh of August, which is of course the Woodstock weekend, right? Of course and but in the meantime they can actually go to the website as well and download a sampler three pages of the coloring book they can
3: <laughs>
2: get a taste <laughs> <page>. oh. <laughs>
4: don't be shocked no no <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh
2: get a sampler of what the the coloring book is like and i mean you've seen you've seen
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I think people will really, really like it. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic.
5: (laughs) Have you heard about my baby? Have you heard?
2: I think Scott, you sort of exemplify the, you know, this, this message about Woodstock is not going to happen again. And mm-hmm. it was a unique situation, but the energy of it, the spirit of it, the magic and the, and the myth and <clears throat> all of that undescribable, indescribable, um, essence of it is still intriguing people and captivating people otherwise you wouldn't be having so much of uh focus on it now and sure. even with all the stuff that's going on and all of the you know not so great stuff that's been going on with say woodstock fifty you nine know, happening and stuff like that
1: mm-hmm.
2: but uh woodstock is is alive and well
1: yes, it absolutely lives in the...
2: Hearts and minds, of, and the hands of all of those who picked up on it and tuned into it, and you know.
1: <laughs> it's true. I mean, they, well, they say you know, celebration, um, not recreation, because you can't really have a recreation, but we can celebrate. We can. And we can you know, we, we definitely can, uh, can. We can stand for what the people in the field stood for, you know? And even if you weren't there, I mean, it's just... uh Yeah,
2: pick up no on that easy. energy. Yeah. So, and also, you know, people are going to be celebrating it. They have been. They will be celebrating it in a more dispersed way. It's not going to be one central location and one central true. event. That's another part of that. It's going to be happening wherever people are.
1: That's very true, because... uh you know, people are going to be scattered all over the town and, in fact, scattered all over, in some ways, scattered all over the world, aren't they?
2: For sure, because uh-huh. people are, they're doing festivals over here in uh, Western Michigan. They have a hippie stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a um, Woodstock and the D, is that what it's called? Yes, and
2: Maruga right? and... uh and company are going to be playing over there, Maruga Booker and his cosmic boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: right.
2: <laughs> he is going to open up the ceremonies over there. That Woodstock stop in the D, which is Detroit, of course.
3: Mm-hmm. It's going
2: to be this, this Saturday, the August the 10th, and um, Maruga is going to bless, like the Swami did, he's going to bless and yep. play at the event. He's, he's something else. He's a really mm-hmm. wonderful guy. Uh, again, exemplifying that energy and the spirit of what went on there.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'm really happy that they're able to get that, um, to get that going, you know, and, uh, I think you're gonna see that a lot around the world.
2: Gotta let it happen because, you know, truthfully, we're talking about, you know, love, re- really, re- like I said, love, not hearts and flowers love, but real, Love is the glue that you just have to let it happen and let it be. This is hard for us. <laughs> we want to control. I want to. I want to make it. You know, uh, it's really tough for us because that's the programming that we've had to. You know, be in charge. Get it done. Make take care of business. And so I feel my heart goes out to those guys for, you know, all of the flack that they have been getting for. Oh my gosh. Like I said, healing, healing blessings and wishes for all of them. But, you know, there are lessons to be learned here. And that is something that I have, (laughs) I have come into, you know, my own in terms of owning who I am and understanding, you know, I have, I have a mission and work to do here in terms of who I am and what I've experienced. And all these things, these extremes that I've gone through are part of that, similar to the extremes we went through with Woodstock. I've, that, I've mirrored that in my life. It's just been, well, I mean, I made Prince's Purple Flowered Birthday Cake up when I was in Minneapolis.
1: Oh wow.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I developed wheat free recipes for Cher when, the, the you know, Cher when she was going through her Epstein Bar, uh, Problems like gluten free, wheat free type of stuff, um, you know, and uh, catered for the guy that developed the um, started the Aveda Foundation or the Aveda Company.
3: Sure. So
2: you know, and you know other other stories of you know things. It's been pretty interesting ride. Pretty yep. interesting, as I say, oh, a wild Woodstock 50 year ride.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: the name of the essay that uh, I, I actually wrote an essay of that, and it's in a book about independence. That's an excerpt in the in the coloring book too. Sharing my sort of concise and terse, yeah, believe it or not, I actually I could actually
3: <laughs>
2: my my description of the impact that Woodstock has had on my life and
0: mm-hmm.
2: its overall significance. So that's in there too. Lots of goodies in this Woodstock window uh, on food and health.
1: Can you tell tell the good people once again where to uh, one more time where to get the book, just to remind them? <laughs>
2: sure, sure. You can uh, you can go to my website. I'm selling it directly off my website. Now it will be on Amazon, but it's going to be directly available from Nancy Lee Bentley. Dot com. It is available. <laughs> it is it available. Is available.
1: Well. You can. You but it's can, going to be.
2: Uh, it'll be uh, out officially released and uh, shipped August fifteenth.
1: Yeah.
3: In
0: so what's that little, weekend?
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: What's that yeah. weekend?
5: so good tonight oh oh, to my baby I go home now to my baby oh baby I want you to see my wife Baby baby don't go 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 man you hate me so I love my baby with red dress on I love my baby <laughs> with the red dress on. I'm gonna shake it all out, darling. I going to have fun, yeah. <laughs> fun, oh, yeah. One more month, show. Go my blues, baby, I love baby, 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 the baby, 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 you baby, 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 I hey, you the family you're my blue that up, start a When my baby now, I got a woman, a she my pants are all me me Yeah, coming on a baby, a whole like going on Coming on baby, whole chicken of on we a whole chicken going on Shake it, baby shake, but shake it, baby shake. It. Shake your it, baby shake. It. Shake your baby shake. Well oh, let's be my love and walk to me Oh, Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, babe, I love that way you walk. How, 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 how. How, 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 how. I'll shoot you right now. Knock up your feet. Oh, baby. I got a
3: crazy.
5: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I love you baby Like God knows you do Take your love and baby One more time Oh you the storm You the storm Oh yeah Oh yeah Oh baby Oh baby 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 Yeah nah. yeah, yeah. I do you be my up one more time Yeah, let's I do I'm know I'm going yeah, yeah. home I give my, 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 my one more time Yeah, go I, I see my baby I won't, 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 won't. I see my baby, baby. Oh, baby, I play the blues for yeah. you Baby! Song. I love you, baby. I'm with the song. Oh, baby, I love you so. oh ooh, You feel that love I I'm, I'm going home I'm going home I'm going home Get home Get home, baby Look out, baby I'm coming to get you one more time oh,
0: Thank you for 10
3: years after. <clears throat> after the we'll continue.
1: And that's our show. Keep the Dream Flowing was produced and edited by yours truly, Scott Parker. This podcast is not affiliated with Woodstock Ventures. Woodstock and its attendant logos are the property of Woodstock Ventures. On behalf of all of us who work on Keep the Dream Flowing, this is Scott Parker saying thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. How can it really be?